0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and
1: Nate Reyes. It all starts
0: right now.
1: Welcome back to the 3 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 398. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin. I'm here with my co host, Nate Reyes.
0: Nate, what just happened?
1: What is (laughs) What's going on,
0: man? I got it. Somebody wake me up.
1: I'll let me just get this out of the way because I know it's coming. (sighs) I got to eat a lot of crow. You do. Okay. I got to eat a lot of crow. You sure do. Uh, Just the ones off the top of my head. um, The the Sharpie bit comes to mind. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Putting the Phillies in the World Series. To be fair, to be fair, I said that more with the Brave Series in mind because I knew that's where it was headed. Sure, sure. I I would venture to say 9 out of 10 Americans, 3 out of 4 dentists, would not have recommended nor seen the Diamondbacks being the final hurdle that the Phillies oh. would have needed to get past to get yeah. to the World Series. So, I'm not I'm not I'm not giving myself a pass there. I'm just adding context to the situation. Still have to eat that though. Um you know, while I personally still believe it on paper, the whole Citizens Bank Home Field advantage did not did not play out the Didn't way I matter. think a lot of people were anticipating it would uh so i gotta take the hit for that uh if i think of others throughout the episode i'll be sure to acknowledge them but uh
0: Uh, i mean you know i'm sure we'll get into numbers but uh you know you've been a you've been a a big big trey turner guy and uh well yeah, yeah just not a great series overall not a great series um just to I'm not gonna sit here and season. pretend like I'm yeah, I'm I'm not I mean I've been I've been wrong more this postseason, I feel like, than any postseason ever. Um everyone knows that like I'm the baseball guy at work and they're all coming up to me and asking predictions and stuff, and I've been wrong. I've been wrong, just wrong. Said it on the pod the other day, I thought the Astros were gonna immediately win it in game six. That didn't happen. I never Gave the Diamondbacks a second thought. I never even
1: imagined this outcome. The wild card series, we were rolling our eyes going, ah, oh, the Diamondbacks, like that. Yeah. If they would have matched up against the Phillies in the wild card series, yeah. Like, we're like, okay, that'd have been great. And then, it ended up being the Marlins, but we're like, okay, well, let's just set the D-backs to the side because there's other more important teams we have to worry about right now. And yeah. to your point, I don't think either of us really, I mean, we weren't, I don't think we were ragging on them, but we weren't giving them the credit yeah, they seemingly not, were due.
0: I, I, let's, let's just relax a little bit. I don't think everyone was. I think we were in the majority of people that overlooked what they were capable of. This is wild. Like I, 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 I don't know what this postseason is about. I don't understand. What's the lesson here? What are we, what are we needing to learn? Ah, uh, this is why you have to. I mean, it's as cliche as it sounds. This is why you have to play the games. Like you have to play.
1: Yeah, but it, and I know I can, and it's purely because the game ended mere minutes ago that I feel like I'm, I'm focusing or I'm kind of honing in on this Phillies D back series. We'll get to, we'll get to both obviously, but it, I don't know, man. It's a weird, it's a weird place to be as a baseball fan because part of you, if, if you're a, if you're a neutral party, like you're just kind of watching the postseason because you love playoff baseball it's weird. Well, it, it's it's cool to see a team like the D-backs do what they do, and a team like last year, like the Phillies, do what they do. You, you yeah. just like these, whether or not you want to label them as Cinderella stories, whichever route you want to take, so be it, but you like these less-than-notable teams getting in, making it to the dance, yeah. And potentially making some noise. But on the flip side, you'll look at it and it's like eighty-four wins, man. Yeah. I mean, it's Yep. I'm not gonna say This is well, Manfred
0: ball right here, baby. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's what it keeps coming back to for me. It's like That guy is ecstatic the, right now. Is there truth to the sentiment that the regular season doesn't really matter anymore? With the expanded postseason. And I I'm think, not coming at yeah. that from a certain, from a particular angle. I'm I'm purely yeah. presenting that as conversation because I think you could come at it from either way.
0: I, I would love to say I, I the first round bye is I would love to say it's it's a huge advantage in like football. Cause you're not talking about necessarily like a rhythm that you need to hold on to. And if it if it wasn't for the fact that so many first round bye teams have struggled in in the last few post-seasons, I don't think I would I would accept what you're saying. But now we're seeing the wildcard team from last year, the Phillies, making it to the World Series. Now we're seeing two wildcard teams in the World Series.
1: 75% of the LCS field was, it was wildcard teams. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's so, just,
1: Oh my goodness. It's a weird postseason.
0: And I, I hate to get, I like, we're so, the reason I'm, I'm fearful is because we're such an analytical sport. And I, and I fear that there's going to be, I don't know if there's going to be some type of letting off the gas. If you have a a two-game lead in the division with a week left in the season, I don't, I don't know. Like, how big of an advantage is it to take five days off?
1: I mean, do do you think teams remember this feeling that has or this taste that has been left in? Our mouths from this post. I don't know. Or will I, I teams think, forget and be like, no, we need that for I first mean, it's a player thing. Bye.
0: It's a player thing. It's a player thing. And I think it's circumstantial for whatever the team's situation is. If you have a key star that's nursing some type of injury, um, I don't know if there, if there's a situation like that. But at the same time, like, I, Us us fans that don't have teams in the dog fight, like I'm a little bummed and it's nothing against the Diamondbacks. It's just like I I know, yes, they won, but this team isn't better than the Braves. This team isn't better than the Phillies. It's just I understand the postseason is about getting hot at the right time. I just I don't want to sit there and blame the structure of the postseason. Right.
1: And this is where I'm gonna play devil's advocate to my devil's advocate, where you can sit there and say, Yeah, 84, 84 wins. But I've said it before, just like we talked about years ago with the Edgar Martinez Hall of Fame conversation, you can't fault the guy. Can't blame him for you can't blame him, him for succeeding at an institution of the game, an element, a facet of the game that was created by the game. I know. And we're in that that smaller camp.
0: We're in that smaller camp, the people that support the Dodgers, you know, 2020 World Series. And it's legitimate. You can't blame the Dodgers for winning that because it was up for grabs for anybody. So I get it. I definitely understand. We can't blame the system. I just... It's so tough to make this argument without sounding like I'm discrediting the Diamondbacks. And overall, like when I watch this Diamondbacks team, this series kind of opened my eyes is the fact that like I think they're the most complete team. When you talk about all facets of the game, defensively, base running, hitting for average, pitching. Both starting and bullpen, they do a lot of stuff well. They do a lot of stuff well. The back end of that bullpen is legit, and that's a—I mean, that's a—that's a trade acquisition. Paul Seawald punching your ticket for the World Series
1: for you. If you needed a clear example of pitching wins championships. I mean, the D-backs minimizing the bashing Phillies offense the what way it, they did down the stretch.
0: So I think it, I don't I don't I don't remember what I heard on the broadcast. It was kind of like an off thing. I don't know if it was D'Arling or Frank Corbe. 3 3 home runs from the Phillies at home. Is that what it was? I think he said something like that. I didn't confirm. I didn't look it up. Um, I think it was also. I mean, well. Three runs in the last two games at home. That's tough. That's not what you want.
1: That's brutal. Sorry, I was looking up. Uh a tweet I saw earlier tonight. I don't know if this was, or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they didn't get up in the night. So it looks, it looks as though Harper Turner, Schwarber, Cassiano's finished one for 14 with five Ks. Yeah.
0: Um, I've never ever thought of this before. I've never like gave it a legitimate thought before but i heard this idea i don't know if we've even talked about it on the podcast before you and i are old school baseball guys like we're not really we're always late to the party when it comes to rule changes things like that
1: give your give ourselves some credit we've, we've
0: been better lately
1: we've been, better, been lately.
0: better lately someone someone said this idea and when i first heard it i was like that's just it's not baseball it's ridiculous but I actually thought about it again this game. The idea was based on what you're seeing in other sports, when it's, you know, 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, you have your star quarterback trying to find the star receiver. 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter, you have your star guy on the court trying to get the ball, people setting screens to get him the ball. The idea that this someone gave me was at one point, you get one time at any point in a game to hit reset on your lineup and run it back to the top. At any point in the game. And it's wild because it's like, you hate to see a team like the Phillies, and and he's our guy. He's been on the pod before, but you hate to see their season end with Jake Cave. And it felt like the it felt like the game ended in the seventh tonight on yeah. Harper's flyout. It felt like it was over for me.
1: Yeah, uh, let's just. I mean, we we pretty much are already talking about this series. Let's just get into like game specific stuff here and then we'll we'll switch gears and talk Rangers Astros. Um you mentioned the seventh. For me, in watching each one of these games and getting to know I mean I'll be honest, the D backs mm. and the way they play and the mm-hmm. and who's been wheeling and dealing as of late getting to be able to watch them for this series um i had a pretty good understanding of the situation in the 7th and for me that was the opportunity that you had to capitalize and it 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 may sound obvious to some but if you go back and look you had just you had uh top of the 7th Wheeler comes in mm-hmm Wheeler gets that lunging K to end the end the top of the inning. Yeah, and he's all business coming off the mound. The crowd's getting back into it a little bit. You're going, right. okay, we got we got our guy in his first ever his first career relief appearance. seem Seems to be settling in just fine. Now, now we go. Don't give me seven was someone on base when he came in. I honestly can't remember. I think he I, came in the middle of the inning. Yeah, I think he came in the middle of the inning, but I don't remember if it was inherited or not. But I believe he did strand somebody. I want to I say thought, it first. I
0: thought he inherited a runner. And to it's me, like, that's even more impressive. A yeah. starter coming out of a relief appearance with somebody on, you're immediately yeah. in the stretch. Sorry, keep going. But just wanted to pat him on the back.
1: No, no. So you get him. I don't even remember who he struck out, but it, was, it, was, it made him look silly, whoever it was. Why do I feel it was fam? It may have not been fam. Anyway, not important. You get him walking off the mound. You're going, okay, feeling good. Bottom of the seventh. You've got Saul Frank, mm-hmm. who I saw tonight, walked more than half of the batters he faced this postseason series, mm-hmm. or the NLCS, or... No, was it? It may have been the whole. I think it was the whole. All of maybe been the season. whole, the whole postseason. Either way, walks more than half the batters he faced. You have it to their credit. They got on and they capitalized, but you needed to do it before they gave the ball to Ginkle, who's been yeah very yeah. good, yeah. and you saw why. I think yeah. he ended up striking out the side in the eighth. Yeah. So he was, was he was clearly sure. dialed in tonight. Yeah. Like that was that was the opportunity. And you got you got I think Brandon Marsh led off the bottom of the seventh, who has had his I mean, he's he's not putting dents in the wall by any stretch, but he's he's been a, a little bit of a spark with with uh A Bs from time to time in this series. It, to me, everything just kind of aligned. I'm like, okay, if they can get a, a pesky yeah. Brandon Marsh to to poke pa- one into the, the gap. Pache
0: walk was huge for me. I and know they were talking about like pitch selection of probably not needing to throw that curveball from Saul Frank, um, but that Pache walk to me was like, it's starting to come together, starting to make moves. And they had Schwarber. nothing to show for it. Couple check swings could have gone the other way, yep. but forces yep. a walk. Um, yeah, Ginkle, though. Dang, I didn't know. Personally, I didn't know. Ginkle and Seawald have goodness. been like possibly the best pen duo of the postseason. I haven't let up a run all postseason. I think Darling said. Um, I I just I didn't know. I wasn't aware.
1: It's like the Shaq meme. Like, I wasn't for w- familiar with your game. Like, I, I. Yeah, dude. Who would have thought coming Mad into postseason Ginkle and Seawall? I mean. Yeah. Seawall, names, I could understand. The names are
0: the most ridiculous. Saul Frank, Fott, Ginkle, and these boys are coming in, dude. Uh, these guys are coming here. Saul Frank needs to figure it out, but still a weird name.
1: Can we take this minute to pause? And you know, I I ate crow right off the top of this episode. But can mm-hmm. we go back to March when you said, Oh, you know, this random Diamondbacks love coming up out of nowhere? Maybe I saw something. Maybe, maybe, I, was, maybe I was maybe I was I was sniffing did. around a little something back in yeah, March.
0: You got some, you got some chase, you got some chase rubbing I off was, on you. Some, some yeah. D back dog. Get D-back. I didn't have a D
1: back dog, but
0: I have had a D back dog before. I know I didn't get one on that trip, but I have had one before.
1: I know you said it's just a normal hot dog.
0: The saltiest hot dog I've ever had. Stock standard. They dunked anyway, it in the hot dog water and then immediately put it on the bun.
1: You mentioned you mentioned fat. Uh what a stud, dude! What
0: a dude! What a stud! The kid is no joke. What was that game? Did he throw game three? Uh, three and seven? Just... No. Two? I think it was three. When did he throw? I was watching it at Chili's on my lunch break. So I
1: remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if gallon was five, just then maybe way back. Here. Would that have been four? What day is it? The D-backs would have won game four. Now, now, now.
0: What are we doing? It's all just blending. Together. I'll pull it up.
1: No, game four was the bullpen game. Game so it was game three. It's game two. yeah they won. Dbacks won two one. And fought through that one. Yeah, five and two thirds, two hits, zero earned runs. Stud.
0: Um, tempo on the mound, just you just, it doesn't seem like he's a young buck, dude. Like you Composure, watch him grow, man. yeah. Just really, really special. Uh, I. I just I just didn't know. I didn't know. I've been calling him P Fat my whole life. I can't we tell can you. We can still continue
1: to call him P Fat. That's
0: P Fat's kinda of- kind of dope. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I chose them as like the weekend series to watch throughout the throughout the regular season. And I remember writing on my whiteboard P Fat multiple times. I'm proud of him, like a mother hen. I'm proud of him. Guy is a freaking stud, man.
1: Oh Great yeah, Great job good. Um, good also, for...
0: Kattel Marte. I yeah, yo, can how we talk about it? About how we were super early on Kattel Marte. Do you remember when we did position rankings yes. before the before the year? Yes. And we came out with position rankings. Everyone hated on them, so we stopped doing them yeah um when i yeah that
1: was that was probably before our like latest layer of thick skin i think at this point we're pretty callous I'm to pretty just yeah just about anything that comes i'm not losing life. sleep over any of your opinions <laughs> so <laughs>
0: um i uh i remember uh, us ranking and it was i think it was right after he had won um he got like an all-star appearance or something like that. And I was like, Yeah, hey, he's a top three second baseman in the league. Um just and I remember not done. believing you. And yeah. then we did a deep dive into the numbers. And I'm like I, I think he oh. I think he kind of pooped the bed a little bit last year. Yeah. Um but like this year, man, just the postseason. I think he has a knock in every game, doesn't he? I don't know, is that streak still going? Maybe it stopped.
1: Uh, game No, he got a hit tonight, didn't he? He poked he up double. on the right. Yeah. Or was that a Sack Fly? No, it was a double. You had a double, double in the... Yeah, so his postseason streak, hitting streak, is at 16.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Goodness. Goodness gracious. Just dudes. Just a bunch of dudes. All Just over the Just a bunch place. of guys being dudes. I will say that there's a lot of Christian Walker hate here. A lot of Christian Walker hate from D-backs fans around uh, I
1: mean, he didn't really... Sh- Really yeah. really do much. So I mean it's there's a whole warm. lot of
0: like can't wait till we get Goldie back chatter. What going on <laughs> well, I mean here. I
1: if it was like, up to Christian Walker or Paul Goldschmidt, I'd probably take Paul Goldschmidt, but that's yeah, just for me. sure.
0: But I mean Christian Walker, he's got uh, he
1: did okay. He's yeah, but get a gold glove this year. You gotta understand these D backs fans, some some fresh, some still with the tags on their, their shirts for from sure. the store. Yeah some not so much but collectively they're in the heat of this well what was seven game series no longer yeah uh they're in the heat of it man if somebody's not performing i mean you've been there i've been there you're not happy about it and you're ready to jump ship it's irrationally true. but it's you're true. ready to jump ship and i think that's what they're ready to do with uh with walker
0: he also forgot the count Oh, speak of the devil. Kato Marte wins, you know, CS MVP.
1: How about that? 16-game hitting streak, just like we said. Um, Talk about another guy that maybe wasn't performing as well as he maybe could have. Tommy Pham benched in Game 5 and then comes out Game 6. Hits a bomb.
0: Does this guy just need to be like... to? does he just need haters I think he just needs haters yeah. he's yeah. like he needs that if no one's hating on him if people, if you start to like him he's not as effective he needs haters someone possibly it's just I haven't confirmed but i'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume someone in the dugout did something they shouldn't have done in fantasy football probably turned him up a little bit Hits a nuke game six.
1: I mean, I think the the simple fact of him being benched probably did no, it. I'm going with the fantasy football thing. Um, I mean, true. What are we, week, are we in weeks? Are we week seven now? I'm
0: not hopping camps. By the way, I can't stand Tommy Fam. I'm staying. I'm staying in on that on that side of things. Can't stand
1: him. Uh, speaking of game six, um, any thoughts on the Harper? showing up in all black. We don't have to spend much time on it. I just didn't know if you had any particular thought on it.
0: I want to, I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to give other social media accounts credit as well, because this is the kind of stuff we've talked about. We're like helping grow the game. And I know it's like, we're talking about a dude's outfit, but this is the crap that we talk about with every other sport. And no one seems to mention it with baseball. So I'm glad that it got some light. I'm glad that we're talking about this stuff because it's like, it's cool. It's fun. It's different than it's a little bit outside the lines. So like anyone throwing a fit, would be like, Oh, why are we talking about what he's showing up in? Um, no, all blacks drippy. It's never not drippy. No, uh, no, but I'm
1: saying do you
0: Johnny cash. I I'm think that's talking exactly about, what he said. Uh, verbatim. Yeah.
1: Do you think I uh, I was I'm I'm not asking just randomly like oh did you like his fit? I'm asking like more so for the any potential no. message being sent by it. No. Did you read into that at all? Okay. I did not. I will not. By the way, I I appreciate you giving me credit on that. The comments however, both surprisingly on Instagram and Facebook uh did not have that same sentiment. Why a lot are we of talking uh, about this. A lot of glazing comments, a lot of uh Side note, I guess the I guess the thing to do now um is just post a gif of the Krispy Kreme donuts being glazed mm. and no other comment. Just the just the gif of the donut being glazed as yeah. a way of saying glazing, which I mean if that's that's what we're doing these days, I'm here for it, I guess. Whatever, dude. But it's not glazing, man. It's that it's a star in the game. Yep. And he's been, let's just say he's been rather intentional leading up to that point with some of his outfit selections, a la coach prime merch. So on and so forth. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Let's talk, let's talk more about the rest of the series game tonight. Game seven. Um, A lot of the narrative, a lot of the discussion coming into game seven, which I still, I cannot believe this series made it to game seven. Honestly, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in the Phillies for allowing it to get to game seven. Like if you're, Mm. yeah, I get it. This is, this is October baseball. Anything happens. I I say that seemingly every episode now, but like, come on, man. Mm Mm-hmm. You're the Phillies. This is the D-backs. You, need to put the, you needed to put mm-hmm. this to bed a long time ago. It didn't yeah, happen.
0: Game, they coughed up a game in in Phoenix, right?
1: I coughed up two. No. Yeah, two in Phoenix. Both they were dropped, comeback wins?
0: They One was two a comeback of, win. One was a... They was dropped two or three there. in I know in that, Phoenix. but what was the...
1: Were both of those comeback wins? No. Game five was uh, the game that you had your your prediction of little bop, little bop. Mm-hmm. Wheeler coming out strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was 6-1. Game six, D-backs in, in, at the bank taking the Phillies down 5-1. Mm. uh um, No, but what I was saying is the narrative coming into game seven was... That Rob Thompson, despite the D-backs sending the clear message that they're not going to be beat by guys like Schwarber, Harper, that he was unwilling to change his lineup coming into game seven. You still had Bohm hitting fourth, mm-hmm. which to his credit comes out, mm-hmm. hits a bomb, mm-hmm. kind of quiets that narrative down, at least from from his point of view. Um, but they scored two runs. Yeah. So how much of this is on, on, on topper?
0: I would no, I can't do that. Um, I am personally a Rob Thompson fan. As I am I done an excellent job since taking over. Um, they just need to be better with runners in scoring position just haven't been good. Uh, I think, what did that stat that they flashed that was like...
1: I saw it. That, that outside of game two. Like
0: outside of game two, which was the schmacken, right? Yeah. That they put on it. Everything else was like really bad with runners in scoring position. Like bad, bad. That uh, so I can't put that on on old Robbie. Philly Rob, Um, he's old school. I like the way he manages. I think the team buys in with the way he manages. I, I don't see the reason to change things. You just you need your guys to show up. Nicky Castellanos, Mister Blastianos just didn't have a good series. Um, we already dropped the number with with uh, Schwarber, Turner, and, and Bryce. Just a little disappointing. Um, and that's how baseball goes sometimes. But I don't think we can sit here and play Monday morning quarterback and say, oh. A lineup change would it would have gotten you a dub. I don't I don't agree.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, here's an here's an interesting I was looking for the the run scoring position number, but I found I see a tweet here from Yeah Nugget. Jeff Jeff Skrvesky. Phillies hitters in game 6 and 7 at home in the NLCS needing only one win to make the World Series. 21 Ks, 2 for 17 with runners in scoring position, 14 left on base. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Nick Cassianos combined 0 for 23. Mm. Yeah. And that's just game 6 and 7. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Obviously, we are hopping on. I mean, everyone's listening to this presumably tomorrow morning, but we are hopping on right after the game. So, not really getting any like post game interviews to talk about. But I'm assuming Bryce Harper and guys like that are going to be owning that, dude. Like, that's that for the same reason, the same quote that he dropped before saying, That's why you pay Trey Turner. This is why you get paid. And, you know, you didn't do what you what you needed to do. They're definitely going to take ownership. Um. Yeah, it's just, you got to be better. You got to be better. What I will say, I want to give, I think if the Phillies would have won, I wanted to give a lot, a lot of credit to Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez was dicing all postseason, did not have a good year. I had him in fantasy. I hated him for a minute. Was on the IL for a bunch, mystery injuries from there, just didn't look good. I think he had like an ERA over four throughout the regular season. Comes in the postseason and just flips a switch and looked really, really good. Um, so if the Phillies would have won, I would have given him more love, but I did want to say my piece on that.
1: Uh, somebody I do want to give on the flip side, give a little credit to. We've already mentioned his name, but Corbin Carroll, um, Clearly he was just saving up saving up everything for game seven, it seemed. This was the Corbin Carroll game, mm. apparently. Uh and honestly, looking at game seven as a whole, it it was it became very very clear early on that the D backs were getting back to their brand of baseball. Yeah. Putting putting ball into play, moving guys. being aggressive on the base pass, embracing the chaos, as they say, mm-hmm. small ball. Getting bunts down, which that was refreshing to see. I think both sides of the ball were were trying to lay bunts down at various points throughout the game, which was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, you you love teams playing for that one run because
0: I don't I, a
1: single I, run can win you the game.
0: I know, and I don't know would they have four swipes tonight? Five.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, four or five. And I like that they're not they're not like i mean they're they're just not reckless they know when to steal they steal at the right time talking about JT Realmuto dude like a premier catcher like that yeah to be able to get that um and i i think that's maybe what we saw in the beginning of the series they maybe were a little reluctant and they didn't want to give away outs and you could hear it on the broadcast they were like why is Corbin Carroll still at first base why is he still there? Yeah. And you could just tell like the beginning of the series, it wasn't really them. And then seems like they just, they got back to being them. What got them there. Um, and it ain't about just chilling and being cautious. This is a team that pushes the envelope. And like I said, man, just like really disciplined baseball. They're not going to beat themselves. The Phillies beat themselves this series.
1: Not to discredit the D-backs, so No, no, Not in we any way. They're a good I golfer. haven't even I haven't verbalized my my congratulations for them, but I mean a well-deserved World Series berth. I mean, it I would venture to say not even D-backs fans saw it coming. Yeah, for sure. No, but not at all. I mean, they did what they had to do and they, I mean, they take down a Dodgers team. They take down the like a couple teams that Probably the majority of other baseball fans would have pegged as possible yeah, national league representatives in the World Series making making I don't want to say quick work well, the Dodgers maybe, but the Phillies, I don't think even with their struggles, I don't think you were gonna make quick work of them um, but they they countered that by beating them at the bank, which I think is honestly more impressive. Um, my last question,
0: I don't know if we're moving on to the other one, but my last question is, were you wearing the Bryce Jersey and did you need to take it off before recording?
1: I was not wearing it. No. Okay. I was not wearing it. it. And in fact, because this is like a late night recording and I usually try when we do these, I usually try to minimize the work or, try to get ahead on any like work I can knock out ahead of time. So that way I can just edit it and get, get to bed. Sure. Cause it's a lot later out here on the East coast. Yeah. Um, I've made the mistake before of getting ahead of myself and like creating graphics for the episode or what have you, or episode titles. I, I was like, I don't want to have any influence because I, I believe in that the vibes. I don't want to be sending out the vibes after the bank, one way or sure. another.
0: I get that. I definitely by getting get Getting ahead of
1: myself. So I was trying to be very vague, trying to do, yeah. you know, as little, as much work as I could, but without, yeah. Without getting ahead of myself. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't, wasn't wearing the jersey. Yeah. It just, I hate to say it. I didn't feel great as a pseudo Phillies fan uh-huh. coming into game seven. I just, it didn't. Yeah. You but needed to do it in game. I mean, you needed you to do, it, to do it before game six. But if you were gonna have to bring yeah. it back to the bank, you had to do it in six. I, had, yeah. the The pressure. I mean, we've talked about this before. Whenever you get a a team that pushes it to a game seven, the pressure then the falls pressure's on you. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Him. And I think they they felt that. I saw it in both series. Yep. Crazy. I think there, yeah. I heard this was the first time ever that was it on the broadcast? They said the first time ever that the road team had won six and seven on both sides. Yeah. On both sides. Which I can believe that. Like yeah, I don't I don't wild. need to think too hard on that. That's like different. that's that's quite the feat. Yeah. Quite the feat. Uh any we can we can switch gears here. Any any other thoughts on the the Phillies D back series? Hmm. Any takeaways? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, Phillies could just probably use a little bit more of athleticism in that lineup. Um, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more. So I don't know how you make that happen, but I think you need to make it happen. Maybe trade for a mike trout whatever no big deal moving on
1: that'd be sick um i don't know Uh, people are gonna people are gonna roll their eyes but naturally i'm gonna my my takeaway is probably gonna revolve around harper but i was just sitting there watching they they panned him in the ninth i think there was like one or two outs Uh, in the ninth, and they panned to him. He just got this look on his face. And immediately, my mind mind went to, this guy's running out of chances. Yep. And I've said it before, this is not basketball. Mm -hmm. It's not solely on him to win a ring. He can't win a ring by himself. Nobody can win a ring by themselves. Look at Mike Trout. Can't win a ring by himself. Shohei can't win a ring by himself. But with i mean we all i don't need to rehash the narrative we all know the story around Bryce Harper and why he gets so much hate and why he still somehow can't meet the expectations of some baseball fans out there it's because he's missing the ring you have to think about it he's 31 if i if mm-hmm. i recall anything yeah, freshly well,
0: 31 i think
1: yeah and and you can say like well like rel- like he still got a number of years left you have to just assume that the it's going to be a fra- his chances are yeah. going to be a fraction of what he has left because yeah sure he may have nine years left in his career if he plays till he's forty but they're not going to the World Series for the next no, nine years
0: no and you so, got to assume that there's going to be a closing of a window you know this firsthand the Dombrowski era can be great and then it can really suck as it's coming to an end when that bank account is finally dry and it's probably creeping into that territory pretty soon so you're right uh I think the move to first base could prolong his productivity but overall just like with Phillies yeah you got to find a way to just get a little bit more athletic I don't I don't know why that comes to mind I, I just I don't know. It seems like you need to, you need to have better defense specifically in the outfield. Um, the bullpen
1: bullpen needs help too. They got some dudes there though. They can, they can build off of that. Maybe just some adjustments here, there, but 28 other teams are already thinking about the adjustments they're going to be making for next year. Um, But yeah, shout out to the D-backs, man. That's a heck of a series. Regardless how you may feel about the outcome, you got to love a series that goes seven. And speaking of a series that went seven. Texas Astros. Let's talk about it.
0: I, I mean, I don't need to say too much. But it's Mr. Garcia to you. Yeah, Yo, yeah, the yeah. Mayor of Texas. I My mean, goodness, that he can't be a mayor of Texas. Governor of Texas. I I
1: posted it. Sure. The Let's president of Texas. Governor. They're essentially their own country at this point. Sure. Adolis Garcia, president of Texas. You heard it here first. Um. That. That meme I posted of Cassianos, which now it's kind of funny because obviously they're no longer playing. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 ring flicking them, the do. ring finger, yeah, it's tough, man. The ring finger, uh, flicking them off. I was like, I posted it and said that's a Dolis Garcia to every last person associated with the Houston Astros organization, and I posted that in like the third because he had two home runs, yeah. In game seven. And I posted that in like the third. And then he goes on to... Hits another home run at, towards the end of the game. I think he sprinkled in like a... A two-run single, I think. Single or double or something. Yeah. Um, Or no, was was that the single that he then stole second on? Was no. that the same AB? No,
0: that was the single that he big-time pimped off the wall. Right. And then stole, uh, he had another like squeaker through the 5-5 hole that scored two.
1: So he had four hits in game seven. He had a million RBIs. Just in, just in game seven? Just a million in just that game. He homered in four straight games. In game seven, as I mentioned, homer twice, drove in five runs. Only three players have longer streaks uh, than his home run streak of four straight games. In the postseason. Daniel Murphy in 2015, he had six. Giancarlo Stanton, five in 2020. And Carlos Beltran also had five in 2004. Well, As you mentioned, a million RBIs, the most RBIs in a, a single postseason series, set a record with 15. 15. What a
0: monster, dude. I love... Love, love, love that he gets the last laugh. That fat Maldonado comes on in a postseason. And he says, well, the biggest thing you got to worry about is that he just woke up the Houston Astros. No, son. Negative. The dolas
1: runs this. Hey, every now and then I come across a rather intelligent comment on social media on on one of these posts. And I went to that post. Uh, After game seven, after Adolis, as you mentioned, um, very factually, of course, recorded a million RBIs. Mm -hmm. And I went back and looked and somebody in response to Maldonado's quote said, you know, that works both ways. Mm -hmm. I said, it sure does. (laughs) It sure does. And I think Adolis Garcia made that very clear.
0: What a freaking monster, dude. What a beast. What a
1: beast. And you can't even hate on the guy for that one that he just completely big leagued. No, not at all. I'm okay with every every part of it. You could have been mad for about seven seconds. Yeah. And then he gets to the base that he should have bought. he, He had a chance to get to anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was dope where, you know, people are all like complaining about it as he's swiping.
1: Oh, I mean, I was, I'll admit, I was like, dude, come on. Like you've been, you've been going off this series, but like, <laughs> ah, you didn't get all of it. Just give me a little bit of more effort out of the box. And then as I'm thinking this,
0: Swap. Swoop, there goes I'm, That's so sick. That's like, it's just so sick. Um, I, I gotta say. I think everyone knows he was good. Every baseball fan understands that he was good. This, to me, is like a... I'm a household name now, and I have to be considered... I have to be considered a top five, maybe a top three center fielder.
1: Let's... Let's qualify this point by saying people knew he was good as of late because I don't know how much you've seen being resurfaced about his earlier playing days with being DFA'd and Mm -hmm. this and that. Yeah. And I'm going to have to come to the defense of the Cardinals here a little bit. The Cardinals have been catching a lot of strays. The Cardinals. Oh, Go ahead. No.
0: Go ahead. How many chances are you going to give them? How many times are you going to screw up? How many names have they screwed up?
1: Give me a second, please. Too many. Cardinals are catching a lot of strays for DFA'ing Adolis Garcia. Not Aroldis Chapman. (laughs) Adolis Garcia. And people seem to forget that the Rangers DFA'd Adolis Garcia. Nobody wants to talk about that, but I guess it just doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't. The Rangers literally DFA'd the guy. Not talked about it, not like, oh, is there a guy we can maybe flip him for just to get like a quick return, quick, easy return? No, they literally DFA'd the guy. And 29 other teams passed. And they're like, okay, we tried. We tried to get rid of them. Nobody wants to talk about that. It's just the Cardinals. Like, yeah. let's... Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's it's fine. Kind of like,
0: like former pirate great. The Cardinals and the Pirates are in their own category.
1: No, I'm not going <laughs> to... No, I'm not going to... Uh... I'm not going to hit on it. Um, anyway, yeah, Adolis Garcia going off. I mean... Looking specifically at Game 7, well, if you want to look at Game 6 and 7, the Astros gave up 20 runs. Yeah. yeah. 20. Granted, Adolis Garcia had about probably 19 of those. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. 20. Maybe even 25. They had a million of the Maybe time. they didn't count all of them. They did. Uh, but you can't, you can't do that. But it, for it, uh, validates the narrative that they were cheeks at home. Hmm.
0: What is that about? This Postseason? I don't understand that. It's so weird. I'm a big, big fan of watching Mattress Mac lose his money, though. That's nice. Yeah, dude, mattress. <laughs> that's, that's
1: enjoyable. Let me tell you. I've seen, I'm starting to learn a little bit more with each year. Cause I mean, they're one of the final four teams every year. Now right. it seems as we've talked about every, every year that passes, I'm I'm getting a little bit more insight onto this mattress Mac guy. Doesn't seem like the mm-hmm. greatest human being. I like, don't think so I don't, <laughs> just I'm, look at, yeah. ju- just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, the limited knowledge I have, doesn't seem like the the kindest the kindest soul, if I'm being honest. I think he's 145 years old. I mean, he's got he's got the juice though, man. I I saw the I'm clip not buying the mattresses either. I'm not buying that. That's a that's a scam. I see. I saw the clip resurfacing from last year when he when uh, or no was that? The, oh no, it was the. 2019 World Series, I think, when they dropped it to the Nats, and he was going at it with some guy, mm-hmm. like in, on the concourse after they dropped, yeah. dropped that last game. Which I mean, I get you're losing a lot of money each time you do that, but just I don't know, man, doesn't really seem to take his lumps very well.
0: I will say, I I think MLB just we need bigger betters. We need we not bigger betters, we need more big betters. I it's it's a, it's enjoyable when like you have Chad Ocho Cinco dropping 3 million dollars on a UFC fight and he's got like a stack of cash. I enjoy that part. Like that's fun to see just degenerates losing their money that way. It's nice. But I lost a bet today, but I lost 5 bucks. So like suck that, Matt. Matches. Not just you sucker. Mattress Mac, you old SOB. He's just there's no way. There's no way he's selling that many mattresses and he's worth that much money. There's something else going on. Not saying we need to open an investigation, but it's hey, worth speaking of
1: speaking of there being no way, uh there was no way that Dusty Baker thought that the series ended after seven games because the way he handled JP France in game seven, you would have thought he was playing for a best of nine, uh, trying to save what bullets he had left in the pen. What was uh, that? Dusty Baker, come on. I know the whole the whole uh the stat going into game seven with Dusty having never won a game seven and Bruce Bochi never lost Uh, never lost a game seven i i get that i'm not i'm not buying that though like you had a little bit more control of your destiny here i think if you maybe managed the pen a little bit he just let he let france wear it what are you doing that was i don't know that was ugly kind of think homie was just ready to call it you know well he did shortly thereafter uh I didn't see. Did he announce it in the presser? Like I didn't see anything. It's just like I just I got the announcement. Rumors around around the
0: organization, and then social media just kind of ran with it. Um, I thought I thought it said that he said it official. I don't I don't remember hearing or seeing anything of him saying it. No, I think he's the report that I saw blown up.
1: I don't love it. Yeah, Fox Sports chewed out last night. Dusty Baker has told people that 2023 is his last season as manager. Sad. I don't like that.
0: I like old Dusty. How about how about freaking out a couple games ago, yelling and screaming, throwing his hat and stuff. I didn't know he still had that in the tank. He's got the he, he's he'll always have that fire, man. I wasn't it, aware.
1: He'll always have that. Um, But yeah, like I said, Houston pitching just getting obliterated in six and seven. Um, Bruce Bochy, on the other hand, becomes the first manager to win a LCS with three different teams. I said it last episode.
0: He's like... Yeah, I think he just needs more respect. That guy is a phenomenal manager. Going back to like Tony Gwynn days with the pods. Way back when.
1: Yeah, it was the uh the Giants, obviously, the aforementioned Padres, and now the Rangers. Um, well, Padres, Giants, then Rangers, but this guy manages with a composure, I think is the right? right
0: word. It's
1: weird. He just doesn't seem like he's worried at all. He, I don't know to what extent, Rangers fans would probably know better than I would. I'm sure they would. I would hope they would know his uh level of engagement with, analytics, advanced analytics, but he seems to manage with his gut in a non reckless manner. Mm -hmm. Like he knows he, he can read a guy and you've got, you've got a, uh, a handful of older Mm -hmm. vets on that team Mm -hmm. that I think respond well to that. But he, he can read his guys well, but also recognize that, like, I can't just go off of this because he knows that you're not going to be able to have sustained success if that's the only approach you take. You got to have a little bit of evidence to support your your approach as a manager, but I think he has a healthy balance, and I think you're seeing it play out extremely well right now. Can we talk about It can't be a coincidence
0: that Chris Young, former player, as the GM. A former player is the only one that's going to understand that a manager can do that. Certain managers can trust their gut and trust that decision-making. I love the fact that the Rangers are succeeding because we're seeing a former player in that role and you're seeing a guy doing it really well and turning a team around this fast. And they just lose hundred games a couple years ago,
1: two years ago, I believe. Yeah,
0: dude, like that, that to me, it talks, it's, it's an organizational mindset that we can trust certain things, but analytics aren't going to have the entire steering wheel it's having a player in that position having a true longtime stud manager calling the shots and you guys are on the same page i love it i refuse to think that's a coincidence and am i crazy for seeing that was that michael young up in the box with with chris young what's the does michael young have a I wouldn't be surprised. honestly he don't know a position up there. He was one of my favorites as a kid, dude. I loved him. He was fun to watch. Um, he's a freaking ball player.
1: Says he works as a special assistant.
0: He was up there. Saw him up there.
1: That was as of March. So I would imagine he's still I with like them.
0: that. All I'm saying is that it's just, uh, I'm a big fan of this situation of what the Rangers have put together um savvy veterans, coaching staff that's just some of the best out there, um, overcoming crazy injuries and and you know losing big names it's just it's really impressive to and I love the fact that it like finished with them beating the Big brother. It needed to happen for them to get here it needed to go through Houston. The fact they did it specifically in Houston back to back games. Whoa.
1: Convincingly. Yeah. Um speaking of those games, going back to it, uh shout out to one big game, Nate. Shows up again. Yeah. Uh six and a third, five hits, two runs. Which is about as good as you can ask for in a game six because you mm-hmm. know, even with the way that the Astros play at home, you know you're not getting out of there unscathed. So to be able to yeah. limit them to two runs, especially with the way some of the guys had started to to pick it up as of late. We talked about Jose Abreu. Yeah. Don had already, like, he was going to do what he's going to do. But you had some guys starting to heat up a little bit to be able to go in there and shut the door in game six, push it to game seven. Credit to him, Framber Valdez. I don't know what happened with him this postseason. Oh, and three with a nine ERA. Oof. And Oof. then my other shout out was to Max Scherzer. I mean, very quick hook, and it wasn't certainly wasn't his greatest performance, but again, limiting them to two runs before handing the ball off to the next guy, which, How by the way, go- was was Montgomery. He only went two and two thirds. But I, when I saw that they announced it the day before, after Game Six, I said, is going seven. I said, "Congrats, Astros," and a lot of other people said the same thing, and for yeah. good reason. Like there yeah. was no reason at all to think that Max Scherzer was going to show up in Game Seven. Yeah. Again, like sad. I said, he he didn't give you much much length, but sad he could. Yeah, and and it trust me, it feels you weird. See,
0: you know what? What's the what's it called where? Um, like the transcription from like court, the person's just like yeah. sitting there typing everything. You like want to read the transcription of everything. I think if we were to like print out what you just said, saying we got to get show Max or some love for going two and two thirds. I know, <laughs> like, dude. It feels have but the given have fallen, dude.
1: I know it. Like I said, it feels I get weird. It. I understand what you're saying. It feels weird, but given the state of where he's at and. With his recent slate of postseason outings to be able to not come completely unglued and yeah. only limited to two runs, was I mean, that's I think that's all Boat was hoping for because you have to think that just about everybody is uh fair game in game seven. So you didn't necessarily need any length out of him, out of mm-hmm. him, but. You needed somebody to take the ball to start the game. I did think it was interesting, though, like if you're going to, which I'm sure matchups and all that played into it, but Montgomery went two and a third, only one one less out than Scherzer did. So it's like does going into game seven with with Monty taking the ball and still a little bit more confidence in the club versus Scherzer. I don't know. I don't know. It worked out. It No need to second guess. It, yeah. I mean, it worked out, but. A lot of things that needed to go right for the for the Rangers went right. So credit to them for for capitalizing. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep, yep. Just a
1: wild mm, freaking weird postseason. Wild postseason. Any uh any takeaways from that series? Uh,
0: trying to imagine just like what the next chapter looks like for the Astros. It's hard to picture without Dusty there. I would assume. I feel like Joe Espada just kind of slides into that role. You know? Yeah, we were like talking about him before fit. Dusty, right? Yeah. I think he's thrown his hat into the ring for multiple um managerial openings. I I think I think he I think it just slides in pretty naturally. Keep it in house. Um I don't think they're really going to go through like a major rebuild. So I don't know, but series overall um There was like a brief stretch where I thought the Rangers were kind of dead in the water offensively. They just, they looked really lame at home, really quiet at home. So I'm curious to see what this little break, when does, when does the World Series start? Friday. So we got three days, uh,
1: Wednesday, no Wednesday, Thursday. Well, today's
0: Tuesday, huh? Yeah. Just, I mean, even then two days, it's a lot as for a hitter. So. Just curious to see how that plays out. Um do you have a prediction? I mean, throw throw
1: all the logic out the window. Clearly that's not working. So all right. Can I be honest? Please. I saw somebody uh, you know, as I do on the daily just scrolling through comments and I saw I think I saw a tweet or an X a post whatever it is Uh, this was ahead of the Phillies D-back series hadn't finished yet this was after game 7 of the ALCS and I saw a post saying something a lot, something to the effect of if you don't think this Rangers team is going to win the whole thing you're crazy and I said I, I can't I can't say that because assuming the Phillies take game seven hmm. I don't I I just don't know who's taking the Rangers over the Phillies at that point. Right. Vegas was taking Philly over over Texas and I think a majority of baseball fans probably would have done the same thing. But the Phillies flop. Now you're sending the D backs to Arlington. Now I can safely revert to that take. If you don't think the Rangers are gonna win this whole thing, you're crazy. However, hmm? I've been wrong on more than one occasion this postseason. Me too. So I'm not gonna sit here and give you the whole Sharpie spiel again. But if I had to make a as educated of a guess as I could for this upcoming World Series. I would say Rangers in how many games you ask. Uh, I mean, if they keep hitting the way they do, I see this going no more than five, but I said the same thing, or I said something similar about the Phillies series. I said, if the Phillies continue to mash that this isn't going very long. Sure. When seven D backs take the series. Right. So, Clearly, to your point, they're taking their complete product on the field. They're taking all facets of the game that they are above average at Mm -hmm. and figuring out a way to package it together to get quality wins against quality teams. So maybe this thing does go more than five. Maybe the D-backs do pull this thing out. I can't say for certain, but for the sake of a prediction, I'm going to say Rangers in five. So,
0: I got a tough decision here. My boss came out a couple days ago. Actually, it was when when the Phillies looked like they were going to manhandle the Diamondbacks. My boss came out and said that he would dye his hair to match Yuli Gurriel. If the Diamondbacks win it all. And I need to see that. You know? But at the same time, I just don't I don't see that happening. I mean, you can root for it, but yeah. still make a uh, a like I'm okay an, either way, I think. I've an got educated a, prediction here. I've I got a foot in both camps for that reason. Here's the thing. Diamondbacks beating the Brewers, beating a... Oh,
1: which reminds me. You
0: keep going. Sorry. Brewers beating, and then Diamondbacks beating uh, just a sleepwalking Dodgers. Pull it off against a... it. Uh, look, this was a fumble. This was a big bag fumble. This was a flop by the Phillies. Again... A good ball club, the Diamondbacks. The Rangers have gone through a path. To beat the Rays. To beat the Orioles. To beat the Astros. They have gone through some stuff. They have proven series and series and series over again. That this is their time. So, boat you with the trophy. Give me. Give me Corey Seeger with the MVP in six games. Please give me a freaking clincher win at home i'm tired of seeing these clinch wins yeah. on the road it's not fun yeah. to watch i need to see a crowd just go crazy yeah with the fans or i mean with the with the players one time please so you're going That's six it.
1: at home in arlington six at home in arlington all right so i'm going rangers in five i got to get my mvp pick um i'm not going Garcia, that's too easy. And the odds of that happening aren't aren't I mean, I don't how many times has somebody won back to back MVPs? I don't know. I do not know. Probably never. I'm gonna say. I am going to say I for these for these MVP, like series specific MVPs, not like season full 162 MVPs for like the series MVPs. I like going a little bit off the wall every now I know. and
0: then. I wanted to go off when I said Jonah Heim, but
1: because like you look at the NLCS, it's like, okay, Corbin Carroll, Zach yeah. Gallen, yeah. the Those are probably the, the leaders in the clubhouse for that. Ketel C- Marte goes out and wins it. So right. it's not extremely far fetched to say that somebody like, honestly, you know, who's, kind of been surprising me this series or this postseason mitch garver mitch garver yeah dude me too like is that is that kind of is that like a weird i mean it's it's probably not a uh probably not a favorite but
0: i don't understand how he suddenly become like a like a feared power hitter but i don't know
1: man i'm here for it maybe i go mitch garver I, like I mean Corey Seager is a solid pick, but I, like I yeah, said, no, I like, it's a cop out pick.
0: I won't I like I won't, no, I won't no, no, no. I mean that. it's, it,
1: but like I always say, it's a like it's a smart pick. Like you're, nobody's yeah. gonna judge you for picking Corey Seager. I'm gonna get judged for for going Mitch Garver, but you know, like I said, I like to go off the wall a little bit. Let's go Mitch Garver. Oh, can I
0: change mine? I want to change mine. All right, Nathan Ewaldi.
1: Oh, okay. Ah, man, <laughs> that's good, right? I rarely do I think about the arms for the MVP, but I know. yeah, I know. I mean, I know. that's a
0: that because you- if he throws game one, is he going to throw game one? He's got to throw game one. Maybe I don't know. Montgomery has been doing his thing, so if he goes, ooh, game two would be better because then he would line up for game six.
1: Right? I don't think he. I don't think my. Mo- Really doubt Monty would get game one going two and a third on uh in game seven, That's although true, that was Monday. Eh, yeah, I I think they'd want to have him go game, probably. Two. Yeah, gotta be Nate.
0: I don't know, but then you get like you're talking about Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll going lefty lefty there, getting Catel Marte off the lefty side, pushing him over to the right side. Yeah, short rest though doesn't really make a ton of sense.
1: Ivaldi, you go any Ivaldi?
0: No, I can't. You can have him if you want. I'm going back to Seeger.
1: Can I make? Yeah, can I make a switch? You can have a switch. You can have a switch. but do I want to switch though? Because I, I was thinking about the that earlier today. I'm like. You know, every now and then something like that just pops in my brain without even me really having right. to think too hard about it. And usually I try to go with that. And Garu was the guy that came to mind. But Stick with it. It's big game Nate, though. I know.
0: I mean, let's see. Game one. And then he'll probably get game five, right?
1: yeah I mean, you have a travel day mixed in there, so if you're talking
0: them finishing out in five, I'm assuming you're
1: gonna see two. I mean, if he goes i honestly, I don't even know how they've been using that staff this postseason in terms of rest, but I mean, if he went the fifth day, that'd be game four mm-hmm. he goes Friday. You got Game 2 Saturday, Travel Day Sunday, 3-4 would be the fifth day.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know I either. Don't know. Mitch Garver, Corey Seager.
1: Yeah, I'll stick with Garver. Okay. Good stuff.
0: Episode 399 coming at some point in the middle of this but 4 Hundy, is going to be a recap episode. So,
1: yeah, I'm going to need this to go uh, I don't know. It's going to be weird, dude, cuz the travel day is on Sunday. Right? Friday, Saturday. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, so maybe we could yeah, maybe we do like a like a Sunday night get it out there and Drop it for Monday. Maybe yeah. we do something like that. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm not trying to record on a Saturday night after game two. Me neither. All right. 399 coming to you sometime really next week, hopefully. Um any other takeaways, any other thoughts, any other predictions before we get out of here? Shout out D backs, shout out Rangers. It's a Heck of a weird matchup, but you know yeah. this is what's beautiful about baseball. It's been a wild one.
0: Um, I don't know. I better not see any roll call happening in Arlington. That's my. Oh one thought. my
1: gosh! What's that thing they say about lions and the opinions of sheep and all that? You've been set on this roll call thing for months now. I got nothing else. Just let it go. Not much of a lion anymore. Just let it go. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So really, we're just talking about sheep worrying about the yeah. other, the opinions of other sheep. Yeah. Okay. Which is that's fair. Fine. Which is fair. Which other? All right, I all, think sheep do that. That's fair game. Oh, you're it's
0: right. Probably, I'll allow they're, it. We're talking noise <laughs> to each other all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all nah. that. If, if if you want to be bothered by this roll call nah. in into December, that's fine. Nah. Man, um, that's okay. Um. Yeah. Credit D-backs. back's. Credit Rangers, two completely different styles of baseball. But like I said, that's that's what's beautiful about this game. We will see how it plays out. Both teams bringing in different strengths. Both teams bringing in different weaknesses. We shall see how it plays out. Uh, I think there's going to be some good pitching matchups in there. You know you're going to get your, your doses of offense from time to time uh, should... The trends continue from the LCS games, but in terms of like excitement on a scale of one to 10, it's so so hard for me. Not because I'm a guy without a dog in the fight here. I just don't even know what number to assign it because I just, I feel like I blinked and were dealt the D backs and Rangers.
0: It's could have been so much better. Um, I've got like a <laughs> 6.5 to be it's honest. Good. That, that number comes to mind. I'm
1: going to hold out hope that they find a way to give us some exciting. Ball. I just want good baseball. So I hope we get that. Fair. Who do you think brings a better of the two teams now, now that the bank is out of it, who do you think brings the best home field advantage to this series?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you gotta pick one. Chase looked like he was kinda jumping. Ch- I yeah, out. you know,
1: I, I kinda I kinda ragged on him a
0: little bit, but yeah. I think they showed out. People around here have already looked at tickets. Upper deck was going for three hundred before this dub. So Ooh. gonna go ahead and assume that's north of north of four now.
1: No thanks. Okay. I just want some good baseball. I think you're right, but uh, yeah, I can we make will. D back dog at home. <laughs> we we will. Uh, we'll check in with you guys uh, a couple to a few games into this series sometime early next week. But uh, other than that, that's all I got. Woo. Mm, this is sad.
0: It's almost over. Season is almost over. Oh well. Don't go chasing curveballs, guys.
1: We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.